Well, I can put on the headphones and, and we can we can start podcasting. speakers but change it i mean on my headphones well good my ears my ear speakers what are you drinking there son some uh cab sav uh cheapest bottle i could find you need to go back to making wine you stupid idiot i do see i can say stupid idiot now that you have headphones so the little yeah. kid can't hear it stew for eating mm-hmm. stew to eat all right, so we can. I guess we can start. Let's get her started. All right. Oh God. Let's give her. <laughs> um, hello and welcome to Burke Brothers present the Blacklist. The Blacklist. This episode is the fall mid-season finale. I kind of like having a mid-season finale for shows. Yeah, me too. Um, because it you get like that feeling of a season finale. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait a whole like long time. Yeah, you don't have to wait like 18 years for the next yeah. thing to happen. Yeah, and then like and then because they have a break, then the next the second half of the season starts later, which means that it finishes later, which means that we late wait fewer months. For it to come back next season. Yeah, and it means the people involved in the show get a shorter vacation. Yeah. and the, But then, at the same time, they can't do side projects during their off time. Which means they have to rush through Age of Ultron. They're filming of Age of Ultron, probably. Making well, it more stressful when you're filming Age of Ultron. On the other hand, maybe it makes their... That's that's true. That's, that's true. That's a valid point. There are no uh, strings on me. There are no counterpoints to, to that, Levi. Um, the counterpoint would be that that's less time, that instead of one, doing one really long block of filming, you can do a couple of medium-sized yeah. blocks of film. You mean, I guess it depends what your, what your, you know, what your work schedule, what, what your life yeah. schedule is like. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of would like the eight weeks on, eight weeks off kind of thing. Of work, yeah, um, that'd be okay. I wouldn't mind that. Like, it also like then you don't have to have so much downtime that you like everyone gets fat, you know? Yeah. Or something. Keep, yeah. Or like someone all of a sudden gets crazy gray hair really quickly, you know? At, yeah. Because we started filming a, a year later, or like, or like all the Stark kids are big and tall now. Yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, and uh, or or like. Or like Hugh Jackman hasn't aged at all, but he's added thirty pounds of muscle. <laughs> yes. Have you noticed? Like he, well, he's aged clearly, but he still looks really like young and vibrant, even though he's been Wolverine for like over ten years. Yeah, I guess so. 
Yeah. He just gains more and more muscle. Yeah. Have you noticed that he's more and more? I haven't. He's tacking on mass. I haven't noticed being that like he's tacking from. Uh, I haven't noticed that he's harvesting mass. Or what's it called? Tack, he's tacking on some mass. Yeah. Cultivating mass. Cultivating in terms of body mass alone. Uh, so, so in this episode, not watch Predator again, Mac. <laughs> Um, it is Kings of the Highway. Um, so I think we're it's official. We're just making up shit and calling them blacklisters now. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't, you know, I'm fine as long as it's clear. As long as we're not going, these were on the list all along, you know. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that, I mean, we, I guess we can get to it. One thing that this group of highwaymen could have been this kind, this is a kind of encounter where red meets the people that become his colleagues yeah you know so this could have turned out differently when he's like i can let's make a deal and then later on like like maybe in like they three, been three years his, he's like cash like, how's jilly and jasper and the yeah. stuttering one yeah as the was as the not the whiskey the uh uh, Wall Street Journal guy um, is like, and then Jasper and Jilly and Cash and the one who stutters and Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this would have been one of those stories. I spent 18 hours shackled in a in an RV in upstate Virginia mm -hmm. with the most fascinating man. <laughs> yeah, he had a, he had a stutter that rendered him barely perceptible. But he had the greatest insights about the human condition. <laughs> Fascinating. He, he could make a cheese whiz sandwich. The key is just a dash of pepper. Just a dash? And some pepper. mustard. <laughs> I had no idea. Just cheese whiz. You, on, a, on, a, on raisin toast, no less. He wouldn't tell me the secret for 12 hours. That was part of, the, I think that was part of the torture, in fact. <laughs> anyways, anyways, guy who's pointing a gun at me <laughs> right now, that's that story of how I learned. <laughs> now I want cheese whiz. Mmm, cheese whiz. Yeah. Mmm, cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Yeah, this is the I thing, like. I had a fake cheese whiz yesterday. Two days ago, um, some I had a, I was a, a vegan Philly cheesesteak sandwich. I had vegan. It, and it was a lady who made the cheese was it was like nutritional yeast, a little bit of mustard, some vegan A's. Maybe there wasn't a yeast in it. You know, I've made vegan mac and cheese once. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, it's like nutritional yeast, mustard, and we, um, we like blend it, used a blender, or you use either a blender. Did you cashews? Cashews. Yeah, I made cheese with cashews oh my before. Goodness. Oh, it was so good. And it was like a baked cheese whiz with like, mm. like breadcrumbs on top. Ooh. It tasted just like regular cheese whiz. <sighs> But it had no cheese. It tasted. I mean, it did not taste just like regular mac and cheese. Just like regular cheese whiz. It Even though it was a mac, like real mac fake and cheese. cheese. 
Um, anyways. Um, so, so this, this whole thing happened. So that's, that whole adventure happened. Um, one thing I liked was I thought Liz was good at playing drunk, annoying lady in the bar. Like, the whole, like, um, overreacting and calling someone's ex a bitch is classic, you know? Yeah. She's a bitch! And then, you know, and then, like, yeah. And then I'm like, please don't have him teach her how to shoot a pool. Oh, there it is. Yep, there it is. That you know I what? have to tinkle. That, oh, and also the the tinkle thing. That is annoying when drunk people say tinkle, thinking it's cute. Say, I've got to. Excuse me, I've got to go little. I've got to go little girls' room. Gotta go. I gotta go. You're gonna pee on your boots when you pull down your pants. That's what's going to happen. You're going to tinkle on your boots. That's what's going to happen. I can't wait to take you home and have, and just know, know cerebrally that there's piss on your sexy boots. <laughs> Anyways, um, have you ever thought it was fun to play pool at a bar? Mm. Am I a weirdo for thinking, that sounds like torture. Whenever this happens in a show... I mean, surely some people, because people do it. When I go out to bars, people are like, do you want to play pool? And people play pool. And it's like, okay, fine. Like, the only time I ever do it is if I'm like, if if there's like three of us and we want to have teams, and there's three of us, and I say, hey, you guys be a team, and then let's, I'm going to ask this girl to be on my team. Like that thing. You know? Yeah. Like that. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, I wish I was good at pool. That I wish I were good at pool. I should say, because um, like that that that's that's a thing that. But like, pool itself is not fun. Do are I think it do people like it? Fun. I when you know the interesting thing is when I was in Kenya. William Yards, William Yards, Billiards, William Billiards, short mm-hmm. for William Yards. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in Kenya, a lot of guys just played pool, not even at bars, like, or pool tables, just, yeah. guys, and they were good, and like, hmm, yeah. That's interesting. I wish I knew how to play. Yeah. You know how to play. Yeah, play well, though. <sighs> Enough to, like, Just shoot you know, it a bunch. And talk shit. Just shoot a bunch. Just talk shit. backspin on things, even when, like, and be like, oh, that trick shot, I've been practicing it at home, but it didn't work this time. Just go, come at the ball from different angles a lot before each shot. Yeah. It's a big, it's all crap shoot, unless you're a professional pool player. It's a pool shoot. Crap, craps is a completely Completely different different game. game. I stand corrected. Completely different game. Same, same, you you do have felt-covered tables. You do, or... But they're they're the similarities uh, end. They're the... Therein lie the difference, the similarities. <laughs> um, Tom, I presume, is, plays both. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, clearly. So, yeah. He's going to play craps, right? Did he? No, he was he, playing poker. He was playing craps in the first one when he met oh. uh, long-haired douchebag. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he, he had a girl, like, blow on his dice or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic move. Mm-hmm. Classic. When he was, and when he, was telling this, when he was telling the story, he switched out his dice. The club dice. Anyways, Liz is going to be drunk. We already said this. Um, the Kings of the Highway thing seems like um 
seems like a, a kind of a a low a high risk high work effort minimal reward kind of thing and that's probably why they live in the woods in a trailer yeah, well, like, yeah, it's it, like like cause grabbing rich guys and and drain their ATMs. Cards. So most people have a cap on their ATMs per day, right? Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. So, but I think rich people have like you know if you have the black card. Yeah. If you heard of the black card, like yeah, that's it. Like yeah, it's like uh, yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they have a cap. So you get people rich enough. But here's the thing: like, if it's a rich guy with a wallet full of cards, first of all, their ATM limit is probably pretty high. Then you for their just credit cards. one could do each card, yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. And it's not just an ATM limit; you could buy stuff. Yeah, you can buy stuff with it. Yeah. Although, like, with as as the U.S. integrates the chip card, mm-hmm. that's going to be less and less likely because the way the chip card works, at least in Canada and every other country other than the U.S., is where you you plug the chip. You know, you have your debit card and you just plug it into a machine. Mm-hmm. And you aren't prompted to sign it. You're prompted to punch in a pin. Yeah. But I suppose if you pull off a guy's, a couple of guys, a couple of guys' uh, fingernails, he'll tell you his pin. I think pin. Like it would take me like it would take me one and a half fingernails to tell somebody my pin. Yeah. Maybe not even one and a half fingernails. I would just tell you my pin. There's a, I I have a a very reasonable cap on my ATM. Yeah. And 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 not to mention like, yeah. And usually the bank covers it if you your card gets stolen. Uh huh. Like, like you can um. Yeah, it's a very low. Like my cap was set when I opened my opened this my my checking account in two thousand two with yeah. Wells Fargo. And no, no, it was two thousand one. I don't know. I was in college. And it was a student plan, so it came with a. Yeah. You know. All these things, it came with the built-in, like, amount maximum amount you can yeah. draw out, and I've never changed it. <laughs> yep. Um, and what is it, like, 16 years later, I still have the same, yeah. like, thing. So I'll just so, go ahead and say the number. It's 400. That's the most you can take out of my... You know my, what? That's actually, like, 400 is the most on... you can take out of my ATM. I think my ATM I'm, Here I am, is, like, being all, like... Being all elusive, like I'm not gonna say what it is, but it's four. Like, what it is. Mine's three hundred. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What if mine? I think that's like a default. Like, yeah. They're they're like you okay with having three hundred as your? Yep, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, like sometimes. So if I if I need more cash, like for example, if I'm gonna buy uh, some like a car, like. Yeah. Like when I. Not like a whole huge car, but like when I bought my a used car off of Craigslist, go to the bank. Yeah. Just go to the bank. That's the thing, and if you have a chain bank, like it's yeah. it's you can find a bank nearby. Like, and if you're super lazy and you don't want to do that, just go to an ATM two days in a row. Yeah. But I prefer to do the bank because then you get, if you need more money, you don't have to carry them around billions of twenties. Yeah. In in Canada, they have fifth. $60 bills, and $70 bills, $70 bills, $80 bills. They don't have $100 bills. They don't have $100 bills. They have $110 bills. So it's so weird. Need, like if you want $100, you have to get a $95 bill and a $5 bill. And a $5 bill, or unless you want to make change for a $110 bill. Yeah. It's so weird in Canada, you guys. This is all true, yeah. listeners. Yeah, it's all true. These are all true. Um, um, so anyways, 
right in. What's your ATM max amount? Yeah, what's your? <laughs> you know what? Let's no. This is this is a fun game. Right in with your ATM max amount, and... your mother's maiden name, and your home address. Yeah. Also, um, include other information too. More information the yeah. better. Because yeah. it's like it's like um like if it's like how those contests where if you like you could sign up on our website and like us on Facebook you get another entry and you follow us on Instagram that's another entry for us it's for each bit of secure tr- information that's another entry into yep. the winning yep. and when you win you get a prize yep and the prize uh, so is like... it's a surprise yep and so okay and here's another is this is a fun game. Tell us, tell us your robot name, okay? So your robot name, your first, it's it's great. It's, it's great. This your funny. first name is the first four digits of your social security number. Yeah. And your last name is the last twelve digits of your social security number. That's yeah. your robot name. It's awesome. Yeah. Right in with your ro- robot name. We'll pick the best one. And Canadian citizens, do your uh, do your social insurance number. Canadian wackadoodle number whatever it is it's same deal fewer numbers yep and we get a hard plastic card for our social insurance numbers no big yeah we get a like we get like a piece of paper that will like get crumpled up and worn out in your I wallet still have it and i don't know where you it is you carry it around with your wallet levi what are you yes i am um i don't know where mine is I used to carry, keep it in a fireproof safe under my bed, with a passport and like, um, like insurance documents for um, different things, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But then I moved and I lost the key and I broke the safe open and shit. <laughs> you had to break the safe. Open. I don't. Yeah, I mean the, the, the latch was kind of shitty, but it was it, fireproof. It, you know, I don't. I don't really want to talk about it, Levi. <laughs> <laughs> It was a whole thing. <laughs> Let's just say, if you want to hire me to rob or help help break into things, um, don't because I'm not good at safe cracking. My fingerprints, your fingerprints, will get all over it somehow. You know. Yeah. Um. So I want to say one more thing about the the high highwaymen fellows, the highway mm-hmm. fellows. Um. Before moving highway on, highway men and women. Yes, um, the well, I think highway men is can we can be generic? Yeah. What do you think? You can't spell spell highway men without saying women, high women, high women, high women. It's a it's a I portmanteau. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just trust me on this. It was a word of the year. For, you know what? For you know what? You you English you just speaking. eliminate the a, high women. High women. And then it's W-I-M-E-N. Hi, women. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But then, highwaymen, then that also, you get, you get, you have the sound hymen in there, and that's virgin-centric. I guess it could be. And I don't want to... We don't want to be virgin-centric. Yeah. Anyways... Ford truck without a cab on it. I like that. When Red takes Cash's truck at the end. Yeah, without the extended cab. Yeah, without any cab on it. It just without yeah without the extended cab. I like that look. Old school. I like those old school pickup trucks. 
Yeah. Those cabs are garbage, man. Pick choose choose. Do you want do you want a do you want an SUV or do you want a truck? Yeah, pick Which one. Which one? Pick. Yeah, pick one. Yeah, but I gotta, you know, put a car seat in the back. Buy a pickup truck. I don't, I, don't. I choose to I choose to drive a pickup truck even though I don't move anything with it, and I got an extended cab so that I can haul my whole family in it. Yeah, it's safe. I put I jacked it up and put big knobby tires on it. Yeah. Because I live in Edmonton. Well, that's says legit. every person who lives in Edmonton. That's legit because Edmonton doesn't plow their fucking streets. That's true. All right. So next thing we have um, the whole. Okay, so just like just the whole thing with Red getting nabbed by uh, by highwaymen. Yeah. Um, it's just such a bad place, but you know, you have, and and it's kind of a classic kind of situation where it's like, you, like you've got a criminal mastermind who's eluding, not only the FBI and CIA, but like a a global cabal, mm-hmm. um, who have hired a, this this ruthless assassin, yeah. and he gets nabbed by the hillbillies. In uh, <laughs> the, the ones that get him are the yeah. hillbillies in an RV. Yeah. Because they because they're operating at random and like he, you know, they're not on his radar. But like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked how the one kept walking wearing his jacket around. I know. <laughs> I imagine it's decreased in value considerably. <laughs> what the? Why you? Why I uh, out of Shakespeare's? <laughs> um. Bites knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I was gonna get um, get some cucumbers, have some cucumber sandwiches for this podcast. Oh yes. Cause and sco- I do have scones here. Holy shit, I have scones here. Maybe I should eat. A sc- oh, they're too ha- They're scones are too dense. It's like the opposite of a cucumber sandwich. It's not light at all. Cucumber. Yeah. Man, um, cucumber sandwich. Astrid asked oh, for there you cucumbers for her snack at, this, at time. Yeah? Yeah. Do you put I salt on them like an old person? No, I just slice them up and put them in a baggie. Old people and like then half the salt time they come they, Half the time they come back in her lunchbox at the end of the day, but yeah. I did my part. Mm-hmm. Um, She'll I, trade I, them for candy. I volunteered at her kindergarten class on, on Friday. How'd it go? That, Experience. Well, imagine twenty-two Astrid's Holy running around crap. in a room. Oh god, and they're all covered in feces. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh, single fuck. one of them's been digging. <laughs> digging. <laughs> Every single one of them's been digging in their butts. <laughs> I love kids, but that's that. I love kids so much. You know this. But whenever. Okay, so when I was subbing, I only subbed in the elementary level a couple times. Um, and when I was subbing the fucking preschool level, like the pre-K level, I got sick every single time I subbed in there. Because <laughs> they would be coughing in my face, digging in their butts. Just... <laughs> they're just all digging. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of squirmy little kids, of course. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of kids having to go, like, sit. They, 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 <laughs> surprisingly, Astrid, Astrid has had a lot of trouble sitting still, but she's, she did really well that day. Okay. She's been doing really well. We've been working on very, like, very positive, like, positive reinforcement and giving her pep talks beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So she's doing really well. Positive reinforcement, like, we won't hit you if you're good today. Precisely. That's that's Precisely. positive reinforcement. Yeah. Listeners know I'm joking. Um, um, Natalie would be Natalie if this was Natalie was on this podcast. She'd be like, "No, I just want the listeners to know that we don't hit our kids." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you know, constantly kids being like pulled out of like squirming too much and messing around, so that they have them sit on a chair and put a little. Like they they but they do really good things. Like they have their little like weighted like beanbag blanket that they can put on a kid's lap because Ooh. they do that for kids to who yeah, yeah, squirm. Because yeah. sometimes you know how like being under a heavy blanket feels good and it calms you. Right. They make weight. So they do that and give them fidget toys to like use their hands Brilliant. to like mess around with something. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Right? This like elementary schools become quite evolved today. Wow. It's kind of nice, isn't it? Give them a weighted vest and shit. Yeah. I um we used to, I used to, jacket. No, I mean I put a weighted vest on. We used to put a weighted vest on this kid with autism. And it yeah, really a lot of kids with sensory issues, like it helps. Yeah, and like, I think in, in general, like, you'd rather sleep in a in a in a room in a cooler room with a heavy ass blanket on you. Yeah. You know. Feels so good. Mm-hmm. That's why hugs feel good. That's why. Yeah. What's her face? Uh, West uh, Temple Grandin. Yeah. She made her. She made that hug machine to reproduce what the, cause, cause they she saw on a farm that when they're like giving the shots to the the cattle, they put them in this machine that squeezes them and it calms them down. Hmm. You know the cattle are like get the fuck get me the fuck oh that's nice. That's nice. Give me a hug. Yeah. That's, so why, built, that's why having a child fall asleep on top of you feels really nice. Mm-hmm. Best feeling in the world. Yep, Levo's got a child on top of him. We've got right a little now. child blanket right now. Um, okay, so wrestler is a huge dickhole. Um, first, he tells on Cooper to his boss. Rats Cooper's out. Yeah. Then. He d- does some really petty ass shit to Samar, puts her in an awkward situation, fi- and then fires her. What yeah. a dildo! That is the worst day after treatment you can yeah. do. Yeah. Oh yeah, he doesn't know how to treat a lady. No way. What a dildo. So, and Aram found out right away. Oh, Aram knows. He's not. A, he's not an idiot. Well, no. He said he knew. Levi, were you not yeah. paying attention? Levi, Levi. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so, sorry. I'm just texting Natalie because I have a child on top of me. I'm texting her to come bring me down a refill. Oh, okay. I normally don't summon summon my wife for refills. That's not how our relationship works. Woman, snap, snap, snap. I feel like when I have a child sleeping on top of me that's yeah. acceptable yeah all right it's a reasonable request to make it is a reasonable request to make all right so wrestler and 
So wrestler. yeah, so he oh wrestler just be, he's just got a rod shoved right up his butt. Yeah, very. Un- um, but apparently his dad got killed by crooked cops and criminals mm-hmm. or something. So yeah. Um, I guess um that's all I I didn't really have much to say about that. Um, his boss, whatever her name is, got wouldn't it, well, I don't know her name and now it's now I don't need to because she got killed by that lady. Oh yeah, so that lady like. She figures it out, and that's what, how dense do you, I know it's your friend, I know it's your friend, mm-hmm. but all you need to do is have, like, an ounce of caution based on the fact that Wrestler, this otherwise very competent guy, is convinced that there's this global cabal, yeah. and that this one guy is working for it. Mm-hmm. It is not a huge leap to, to think, hey, so you realize that your your colleague and the person who is enabling this cabal if you were to believe that this cabal existed. Mm-hmm. This colleague used to be this guy's, like, field, like, this guy's handler. Yeah. And to think, so you have two th- one of two things. Hey, this is suspicious as hell, or oh, what a coincidence. Maybe she can help me out with it. Let me go tell her everything I know yeah. prior to telling anyone else. Anyone else, yeah. Um... Unless she had a phone in her pocket that was on the entire time. On the entire time. I, I love it when you realize things like that. Yeah. Yeah, in the latest, uh, I just read the latest Harry Bosch book. Um, in oh. it, he does the thing where he's talking to someone and he leaves his phone on, records it, then he texts the file to his lawyer. Nice. Who happens to be his step, his half-brother who is... None other than Mickey Holler, the Lincoln lawyer. The Lincoln lawyer. Yeah, you know, I love yeah. it, I love it in those books how the Lincoln lawyer movie exists in those books. Like, and he's like, ever since that movie where Matthew McConaughey played this guy, he's been getting lots of business, and there's been other lawyers who've been copying him with the Lincoln Town cars. Really, I see. I haven't read those books. Yeah. Oh, that's great. They're like. <laughs> Ever since he'll be at like some, they'll bring it up a, in a couple times in this in this book. He'll be like at a press conference and someone's like, "Hey, what about this?" And then, "Hey, are they gonna make another movie? Have you heard anything from Matthew McConaughey?" Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you know, I. Yeah, it's be like fun. in um, it's like how in the se- uh, the sequel to the Forrest Gump book acknowledges that there's a Forrest Gump movie, apparently. Oh really? Yeah. It's always interesting when they do that. Yeah. Um, but you have to be careful to make it not be, like, really cheap. Yeah. And, like, gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Um, see, like, I can imagine it being really gimmicky if, like, Lee Child were to do that in a Jack Reacher book. A Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher said. saw the he picked up a paperback at the bus station and, and it read, was t- read it within the first two hours and thought... What a joke. This guy. As if. And then... And Tom Cruise was there. And he's like, (laughs) wait a second. Why would you have a person... The shortest shortest action hero in Hollywood. Play the... So Jack Reacher is not a giant, but he's like 6'5", 6'6". Because he's the shorter of the two brothers. Yeah. But like... Tom muscle. Cruise is like five described five. Great, his his physique described in great detail. Yeah, and to, they, he's, play, he's played in the movie by a full foot shorter man. 
Although I'd, I'll say that like I think it's more badass it's, when to have a small person who kicks ass. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I thought Tom Cruise did a very also, good job. Also, Tom Cruise couldn't have done that thing where he blended into the crowd if he was Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher can't blend into a crowd. No, can't blend into a crowd. Nope. It's just too big. It's just too damn loud. Um, what else happened in this episode? Let's okay, move on. So because, let's Samar move. got fired. Okay, here's the question. Is Samar coming back? Yes. Okay. I think. I don't know. Maybe. I think probably. I don't know. I didn't think that she wouldn't. What do you think? I, I just don't know. It's hard to say. We have a like, name. I would like the character to come back. Especially since she's been getting sexy lately. Totes. Right. Right. Allow me to describe in detail. Okay, it's an email. <laughs> Here's an email. Um, this is from Brick Tales. He is a longtime listener to Baltic Effect podcast. Awesome. Anyways, Welcome. his this is a lengthy email, Levi, so prepare us. I'll fasten my seatbelt. I'll gird my loins. The subject line of the email says, Blacklist, episodes one through seven. From season one, next email is Blacklist, episode 7 through 14, season, season one. one, and so on, so, until present. Until present. In seven points, so, I actually should have re read this before we talked about this one, because this, this email did not cover this current episode. Alright, so, episode, so, hey guys. I've been horrible about TV watching this fall. I know I need to get my priorities straight. Correct. Uh, so I've ended up power watching the whole season to this point fairly recently. Also been listening to the podcast, and I've been meaning to write to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I just started writing extensively on episode one, but tonight is the mid-season finale, so I've just got to send this off with a long discussion of episode one and much briefer thoughts on all the subsequent episodes. Okay. It'll be a nice little review of the... Uh, yeah, it'll be a nice little review. Yeah. Um... If, uh, listeners, if you want to send us an email, uh, send it to bjorkbrothers at gmail.com, by the way. So, um, did you get your, have you gotten your refill yet? No, I haven't. I don't know if she got my text. It's okay. Should I text her? Because you know how people like it when, when, yeah, when maybe. they get, when uh, multiple let's people send, pass her. Let's send her we... Facebook messages. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, episode yeah. three point oh one, the Troll Farmer number thirty-eight. Remember Troll Farmer? A refill. Yes, great one. First of uh, wine. <laughs> First, the escape. Here we go. In order for this uh, to work, that truck would have to be already in position before Red and Lizzie were ever on the run. Not to mention at least a dozen people to help with the escape. Yeah, that's true. So presumably, true. this truck is circling around the city 24/7 just in case. We're talking we're talking the car, the the car moving truck, right? Yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I grew up in Omaha and there's a major Air Force base that at least during the 80s was in charge of all the nuclear missiles. All the nuclear missiles? Uh are you forgetting about the great state of North Dakota which Well, they're in charge of them. Oh, okay. Right. Like Yeah, sorry. In in North Dakota, I read one time, like, during the Cold War and shit, if North Dakota decided to go at war against the rest of the United States, it would win because of all the missiles that they have. Yeah, it had a lot. Yeah. North, <laughs> if North Dakota 
Like, it, I remember someone saying if they seceded, they'd be, like, either the first or second most <laughs> powerful nuclear <laughs> nation in the world. They should have, just for that. Just for that. And they should have taken South... Just for a day South... or two, just to scare them. Just to see what happens. And also take um, South Dakota with you, so you get that cool uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You know? And wall drug. Also, you get wall drug. Wall drug. Isn't wall drug in South Dakota? Yes, it is. Yes. Red should go to wall drug. Drug. Get some free water. Get some free water. Get a bumper sticker that says "Where the hell is wall drug?" And it's heck. It's heck because it's Midwestly, man. Yeah, sorry. Where the heck is wall drug? Um. Um. Blah 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 blah. Okay, so back when I was a kid, there's a military. Okay. Back when I was a kid, he's talking about Air Force Base, blah, blah, blah. Back when I was a kid, there was a military program called Looking Glass, where they had a plane with all the communications equipment and high-ranking officers on board that could take command of the nation's nuclear forces. They had several of these planes, and for a long time, one would take off before another landed, so that there was always one in the air. That way, if they bombed the airfield... The idea was that if Russia nuked us, this would become the command center to control the U.S. response. I imagine the escape plan truck is kind of like this. Red has several of these hired at all times, so that when one driver takes a break, another truck is up and running. And of course, this isn't just in D.C. because Red is all over the world and can't say when he'll be here or there, so presumably, the same system is always set up in London, Paris, Berlin, New York, etc. Every major city. So Red apparently has thousands of people on retainer at all times, just in case. I, I think that's a funny way to say it, but I think it might be true. Because he's got those mobile, like, hospitals at all places. Yeah, I just think he has a lot of people on retainer, yeah. I, I Like, I would imagine, like, maybe, like, I, I, I think he's it's gotta, funny he's to point out the absurdity of, like, of, of the situation. But, like, I think at the very least, like, he would have to, like, he would have people, like, like this company. Like, they're just going about their business, moving cars. Maybe they move cars around the city all day. But they know that at, at, with a phone call or a text message that they have to mobilize yeah. immediately, like drop everything. That's what I think. Yeah. All right, then he gets Okay. To, so second, the troll farmer is number 38 on the blacklist, WTF. I'm not going to go back and look, but there have been people much lower on the list in the past who were a whole lot worse, terrorists, serial killers, etc., the troll farmer just posts annoying tweets. As this show was originally set up, Red had this list of really bad people that he was going to feed to the FBI, and we later learned that there's some connection between them that lead Red to his ultimate goals of dealing with Berlin and then with the Cabal. Why in the world is the troll farmer even on this list, let alone in the top 50? Yeah, okay, so uh, if we're to assume, I always thought, like, well, okay, because, like, at first I thought that it was, um, like in order, in order of importance too, because like Kara Kurt was number four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could just be like the order of which he came up with them. But at the same time, like we've mentioned, I think I think they've lost. I think that's one kind of premise that they've kind of abandoned. They've kind of jettisoned it. Uh, but a lot but like if we're gonna for the sake of for the sake of like trying to make this consistent. Allow me to offer two scenarios. Number one, Red sits down and says, okay, here's my play. I'm going to go to the FBI and and have this 
I'm going to claim I have this list, um, but I've got an agenda. But, you know, just for the sake of jogging my memory, let me write down the name of every bad guy and business associate that I have. And so he just starts writing. No particular order, and he never okay. reorders it. That's one. Here's the second one. Imagine Red has a little black book, right? Where he just writes, scrawls down his contract. Yeah. Probably a moleskin tucked into the inside pocket of his, of the vest of his three-piece suit. Yeah, yeah. And next to his, next to his, uh, his, his, uh, passport bag full of cash. Yeah. I like yeah. how that's his, like, that's his, like, just his chump change, 25 grand. Yeah. 25 grand. He's walking around cash. I think that's the right amount of money for a fugitive to have at all times. You never yeah. know if you're going to have to pay someone, um, uh, 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 a, a middle school teacher's wage year salary yeah in one at lump sum like if you go internationally usually like you they ask you to report things over 10 grand okay if you're carrying if you're carrying over ten thousand dollars u.s dollars so like if i were traveling internationally my bribe money would like be at like 10 grand okay that's what i'm thinking unless they're okay, like you so can't carry this much money you have more than 10 grand and you're like oh yeah do I? And hand them some of it. Hand them a grand. Yeah, do Looks I? like I have only nine grand now. Mm-hmm. Oops, dropped some money. Can you pick this up? And keep it? <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead with your story. I'm trying to remember. Oh, so the other thing, yeah, it's just the moleskin. Like he, he, and the page of the moleskins are not, is numbered, and, and it's just the number of each page. Okay. So that that's it's just his book of contacts. It's his contact book. Maybe it's just his phone book. It's just his phone book. Yeah. Whoa, his little black book. Yeah, because you know that all of these people are probably at one point or another they've been business associates of him. Yeah. How else does he know everything about them? Yeah. There's no qualms about dealing with bad people. Yeah. I love how I can hear um, uh, Millie's. Sleep, sleep, breathing in your. Oh, can you hear it? I'm sorry. No, it's cute. She's like, for once, it's someone not besides my fat ass breathing heavily into the (laughs) microwave. Oh yeah, Millie's Millie's had a day. Oh yeah, we're talking about you. Um. Okay. Third, we're still talking about Troll Farmer. Third, I really like the new villain. When Dembe's daughter heard him on the ba- yeah oh Solomon yeah when Dembe's daughter heard him on the baby monitor um, it reminded me of one time when my family got together at a camp we were staying in this lodge and we were playing cards in the main room is this gonna become a red story one time my family was together at a camp we were staying <laughs> at this lovely lodge <sighs> we would play cards okay anyways we were playing cards in the main room my then baby niece was asleep in the bedroom upstairs and suddenly we heard a man's voice on the baby monitor. Me, we were all running up the two different directions, but she was just safe and sleeping in the room. We looked all over, and there was no one. Uh, next morning, we found out another family with a baby was staying in the next cabin, and we figured out that their baby monitor and my sister's baby monitor were on the same frequency. But I still remember that moment of sheer terror when we all thought there was someone maybe kidnapping yeah. the baby. He's calling from inside the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so fourth, Lizzie as a blonde. I'm not a huge fan. Several years ago, my roommates and I coined the term the Tail Leone effect. Some 
Sometimes there's a woman who's attractive, attractive enough as a blonde, but when you change her to a brunette, she's amazingly hot. The effect was named after Taya Leone in Bad Boys. Here, in my opinion, we get an anti-Taya Leone effect. Megan Boone is pretty amazing. As a blonde, she's just pretty. Granted, this is Hollywood, where the ugly girl in some movie is still pretty attractive, so just pretty is still pretty darn pretty. But I hope she goes back to dark hair soon. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's yeah. the point of what her, why she changed her hair. But as a fellow uh, appreciator of... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, the, say, the, say it in the creepiest way possible. As a fellow who's appreciate, who appreciates the female form... <laughs> <laughs> I just what? I just appreciate the female. What? It's art. It's art. What? It's I just a compliment. <laughs> it's a compliment. It's a compliment. Oh god. Jeez! All I said is she had a nice butt, and she got so offended. It's a compliment. Come on. Like what? Like so? The Family Guy. Family Guy is hit and miss with me. But there's one episode where, um, the dog. What's his fuck? Brian is in a bar and he's drunk and there's this lady with huge tits. He's like, wow, you have huge tits. And what's great is you don't have the big blue vein in them. <laughs> and she's in the next minute, like it's like, it's it, like she clog, clocks him or like breaks his glass over his head. He said, so he goes, what? I said, you don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> um, fifth. Is she just going to be locked up in the Russian embassy for the rest of the season? Even if they grant yes. her asylum? Spoiler alert, yes. Yes, yes. Even if they grant her asylum, that's just while she's in the embassy, which is treated as being in Russia. If she leaves the gates, the FBI is sure to arrest her. I remember several years ago, I remember several years ago, there was a Chinese dissident who lived in the American embassy in Beijing for a couple of years before the U.S. and China worked out a deal to let him get on a plane to the U.S. The... Season. Yeah, I think he got a student visa to go to school in the U.S. That's okay. The season will be pretty boring if the next several episodes are just about diplomatic negotiations. Finally, IMO, the coolest twist would be if things turned out that Lizzie really is a deep Russian deep, is a Russian deep cover agent. Yeah, Levi, you thought maybe that was the case. I thought maybe that was the case. Uh, sure, there's no way they'll have that happen, and it would contradict a lot of things we've seen from previous seasons where there were scenes with just her, so it couldn't be argued that she was putting on an act, but I'd love it if they turned this show completely on its head. I agree to you with you guys that the best end to this season would be Lizzie walking into FBI headquarters the same way that Red did in the very first episode. So that was his um, his commentary on the first episode of the season. Okay, on to episode 3.02, Marvin Gerard, number 80. Ready, Levi? Yes, this is all a good reminder because I've forgotten. It is, forgotten and this one's shorter. These next ones are shorter. He was, he, he, he yeah. There, it's not going to be like a long five-point sermon on each thing. Although I did yeah. like that. You should write in every week, Bricktails. Yeah, please, please continue. Also, remember Ducktales. Woo. Great. Remember Great that, show. Leave it? Okay, so anyways, yeah. to remind you, um. What we do on Baltic Effect is whenever anyone says Bricktails, someone else says Woo. Okay, just so you know. Okay, so I'll work on that. Bricktails. Woo. Okay, thank you. Um, so, okay, on to episode 3.02, Marvin Gerard, number 80. So, remember, that's uh, Skinny Neck Jaw Guy? Yes, yes. Um, in and we still don't know what their game is. 
but he 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 hatched a plan with Red. I think it's on the previously on. I think it's billiards is their game. Yeah. Lawn darts, jarts. Lawn darts. Um, nine was, pin. <laughs> nine pin. Remember when they made nine pin illegal, so they put a tenth pin in it and invented bowling. Remember that? I don't remember that. I, I don't around. either because I wasn't around either. Um. In the standoff scene at the embassy gate, when wrestler's pointing his gun at the Russian car. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you, Natalie. You're the best. Uh, several of the guards on the Russian side have their rifles up, aiming at him. FBI agents and police behind him also have their guns out, or at least their hands on their holsters ready for action. Then they switch to a view from inside the car, and you can see a Russian guard standing outside the wall window, holding his gun in a completely relaxed position, and he's staring blankly off in the opposite direction from where wrestler would be. It's almost like he's thinking, "Sure, we're in the sure we're in." Pretend I'm doing this in a Russian accent. I can't do it. Yeah. Sure, we're in the middle of a standoff where I might get shot and I might start a war. But hmm, what should I have for lunch today? Um, in that case, I think Levi, the case is always going to be borscht. Borscht. Yeah. What is borscht? I don't know, but I think Russians eat it. It's a beet soup, I think. Beet soup. That sounds like yeah. It'd be really horrible or really good. I've had it both ways. I like beets. Yeah. I like to beat down your ass. Also, nice. I like the vegetable called beets. Um, yes. They taste just a little bit like soil. Yeah? Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, like night soil. hey That means poop. That's a callback to your kindergarten anecdotes. Yep. <laughs> the standoff at the... They're all digging. They're all just digging. <laughs> you know they're all digging. You know they're all digging. <laughs> It's a compliment. Um, the standoff at, standoff at the cafe. It's I'm never gonna not laugh at. It's a compliment. What? <laughs> what? It's a compliment. I was discussing with Natalie about Kirsten Dunst's boobs on the Fargo podcast, and she was what? I said she had nice boobs. <laughs> I said, why are you offended? I was like, this takes place in 1979, but I think I feel like she has modern times boobs in this. And Nellie's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, modern time. <laughs> um, okay, back to the... The standoff at the cafe was fun. I really wish that at some point Red would have looked out the window and just started yelling, Attica! Attica! It would be interesting to see what plan Red and his skinny-necked lawyer have cooking. By the way, that guy always plays a weasel. By the way... He does. Oh, this is another case where it makes no sense that Marvin Gerard is on the blacklist at all. In the end, they escape, unless the blacklist is his notebook of people he knows, like Levi suggested, which might be the case. Levi, you should write a blog post, um, and people will make it go viral. Yeah, it'll go viral. Because people make text-based internet things go viral, right? Yeah, not unless take you a put screenshot the, of it. And then not we'll... unless you take a screenshot of something... Then oh, you Instagram it. No, you take a screenshot, then superimpose the text over it, then you share it and say mind, period, blown, period. And then they're I like, prefer, what if, just... and then you're like, what if Joker really was the good guy? And like that's and all you have to do is superimpose it with text and like make everyone go, What the fuck? And, and, no, I I actually don't I want sound to like such an old person. 
I don't want to inspire the mind, period, blown, period. I want it to be this, period. All yeah. of this, period. All of this. Do you want it to get you all in, all, get, get, get all of the feels? Make you have all of the feels? All of the feels. I want it to make me, I want to, I want to make people have all of the feels. Mm-hmm. Do you want them to be able to even? I can't. No, they shouldn't be able to even. <laughs> no. They, they should can't. not even be able to. <laughs> no. They should not even. I, we sound like such old men. Yeah. Like, I seriously get super cynical about that shit. And, like, I, I'm, and, and it comes from a, a sense of superiority that is maybe unwarranted that I have, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, what would, what would we be uh, without our unwarranted self senses of superiority? This is what happens with every generation, isn't it? Where like every generation, even though according to science, every generation is smarter than the last one in general. Yeah. Like the kids being born today in general have higher IQs on average than our generation. Yeah. uh, but still, we'll, they'll never be as in our minds. They'll never be as smart as us. Yep. You know? Even though they're going to be the ones who will like solve sh- some shit. Yeah. You know. And I'll be. And yeah. I'll, we'll be like, that's not even a sentence. It's not even. You know. With the kids with their emoticons. Yeah, like this year's uh, word of the year for Oxford English Dictionary is the um, uh, the emoticon where it's crying and laughing. Yeah. Like it's a emoticon, is yeah. the word of the year, and I think that's cool. Well, it's fine. Like, Who let's be shit? honest. This whole word of the year, this Oxford English, the OED word of the year, has always been a publicity gimmick to yeah. get people to talk about the dictionary and to talk yeah. and to talk about language. Like, that's yeah, like, all, like the last few years, it's been like, like, big, really like. Mick Job like was the first culture. one that I liked. That was like about ten years ago. Mick Job or fifteen yeah. years ago. It's all. It's all. It's a, It's always a cultural commentary. Okay. Um. Okay, back to the email. By the way, when Millie cries so hard that she um, can't even make sound and just is like, just throwing a huge tantrum. That's usually when I say, she can't even. Oh. Millie just can't even right now. She's so upset. Because she literally can't even. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> all right, so Gerard, he says Marvin Gerard, makes no sense that Marvin Gerard is on the blacklist at all. I want Levi to submit, so I do want Levi to just... I, I do like this idea that the blacklist is just his little black book. It's his notebook of people he knows. Mm-hmm. Anyways, in the, back to the email. In the end, they escaped through the underground drug operation to a luxurious shipping container... So in addition to trucks circling major cities around the world, does Red also have a series of tunnels dug under every city so he can make getaways? Yes. Uh, It's a good thing that shipping container was on top of the pile so that Red and Lizzie could see the sights on their cruise around the world. You know those tunnels that go from Gaza into Egypt? They're for Red. Yeah. All that. These continual, like, bombing missions into Gaza are caused by Red's need for tunnels. God damn it, Red. To go. Yeah. Are you not satisfied? The human, the human toll. <laughs> um, 
It's a good thing that shipping container was on top of the pile so that Red and Lizzie could see the sights on their cruiser around the world. And Tom is back. It's almost like he never left. Um, good old Tom. Okay, Kian. next episode, 3.03, Eli Matchett, number 72. Remember that guy? He was the um, farmer, the Iowa one. The farmer, yes. Okay. Another guy who isn't pure evil, just incidental. Yeah. Um, and this is where he says, all right, we're up to the point where I'm giving up writing anything much in just a few points. So here's here the rest of this the rest of this are just like bullet points. Okay, once again, why is Eli Matchett even on the blacklist? I'm a little bit I'm actually a little annoyed by this as the original concept of the show was so cool. Red has this had this list of really nasty criminals he was going to feed to the FBI, and then it turned out they were all connected to his larger plan. Now it's just making things up as they go along. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is that, that. Yeah. I mean that that's that's true. That's an honest criticism of the show. Yeah. In they, my really took, they really took a huge bite, a huge commitment at the beginning. Like it's, it's like saying, it's like committing to making a concept album of writing concepts like novelty songs about. It's a real, it's a huge commitment that no one should ever have committed <laughs> to. <Is> what, <laughs> Not that I regret any commitments that I have made. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, continue. The whole virus storyline seems like something I've seen before. The scene where Lizzie shoots a guy and then won't leave him behind at the risk of her own capture also seemed rehashed from other movies. Fair enough. They're trying, it's real, I think it's hard for shows to, like, because, like, if she had just killed the guy and then ran off, um, I think we'd have a lot of people saying, well, what? What the fuck? Did she just become this cold-blooded killer? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's like um, what happened in The Walking Dead in uh, last season, I think, when Beth goes missing. And everyone's like, why isn't Beth's sister, I forget her name at the moment, um, being more sad about this, um, th- about her, her sister being missing? Maggie, yeah. being more sister about her, si- upset about her sister being uh, Spoiler alert. Uh, but, like, or, sorry about the spoilers, by the way. Um, but, like... Had she been sitting around moping this whole time about it, that would also be boring in the show, you know? People would be like, God, can't she die already? She's just moping this entire time. Yeah. We get it, you miss your sister, shut up. You know? You gotta go on with your life. But instead, she would, like, went on with her life and dealt with it on an internal level. Um, which is what people do, is they bury yeah. their feelings, and people are like, what, Chino probably doesn't even care, huh? Yeah. Cold-hearted B. Yep. Okay. Continue. Cool to see Tom and Cooper teaming up. Man, that yes. waitress is cute. Is that the, um, waitress? That's the wingy, I think. Okay. The wingy waitress. She is cute, yeah. Uh, sad to see Dembe being tortured, but I know he'll turn out all right in the end. Great to see Pee-wee Herman back again. Oh, yeah, he was there. Pee-wee. Pee-wee's done. He's done for the series now. I like that guy. Spoiler. Paul Rubens. Yeah. Uh, con- I like him conditionally. I mean, there's a there's a, there's a point. Yeah. You know. Um, okay, episode 3.04, The Djinn, number 43. What is The Djinn again? Oh, yeah, yeah, the lady who grants you your... The first of the deep web stuff. By the way, I want to correct people. Um, I read in the latest Jack Reacher book, which came out, Levi, it's called Make Me. Um, it came yeah. out l- like, a couple, like a month or two ago. 
um, and it deals with the deep web. Um, the deep web and the dark web are two separate things. Um, okay. The dark web are like broken links and shit. So like, that's like oh. websites where it's out there, it's on there, but like it's like broken links and like fucking things that aren't used anymore, like websites you've made yeah. when you were in high school or whatever, you know. Yeah, like my old MySpace or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the dark web. The deep web is like this um, thing, and, and it operates, according to this Jack Reacher book, and I'm inclined to believe it's true because the guy does his research, and also, how would we know if it wasn't the case? There are three kind of services you get from the deep web. One, um, uh, what was it? Porn? Like yep. crazy illegally abusive yeah. porn. That's where that's where the child pornographers yeah. go. I think. Yeah. Uh, the second one is the um is like uh crime like organized like like drugs and fucking crime and shit. Yep. And the third one is uh, uh people looking for other p- people to help them kill themselves. Oh. Like suicide oh. support things. Like interesting. Yeah. According to the book, oh. so in this book, in this book, I'm going to spoil the newest Jack Reacher book because fuck you if you haven't read it yet. Um, Wait, I haven't yet. Okay, I won't. They abuse the people in the latter category by mixing them in with some snuff films. So there's uh, these these dudes, and the, I'm sorry, I totally just spoiled it, but I'm gonna, I already did, so I'll tell you the rest. Right. So there's these du- so you have dudes who want to kill themselves to get on the dark web, the deep web, and they're like, oh, well, we provide a place where you can kill yourself in a you know nice way, and then they go and they have this other side project where people are like, I want to see this and this and this, and they're like, okay, and they film them torturing these people who have already you know said they wanted to be you know killed using uh, like car exhaust or a, a shot. Yeah. Um, and that's where I was thinking, wouldn't you want, people are paying, this is morbid, but if I was to kill myself, which I won't, if I was to do it, um, and, and do it in like a non shoot my face off way, I would probably just buy $60 worth of heroin and inject it all into my veins. Right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Instead of paying lots of money to do something else like like one thing of heroin is like 20 bucks these days right I don't know I read this because um, well in Madison especially because I read remember a couple of years ago when um, all these overdoses were happening in Madison people were coming in from around the area to buy the cheap Madison heroin and then they would shoot up in their cars and die while they're driving I had no idea that this was a thing (laughs) yeah 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 Yep. Cheap Madison heroin. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And, the, <laughs> and apparently it's good because it'll kill you. Also, don't drive after you shoot up. Also, don't shoot up. Yeah, but especially especially heroin is not like a stimulant, right? No. No, like the only, like, remember in Pulp Fiction where John Travolta's shooting heroin while he drives? That's fucked up. Yeah. That's a bad idea. All right, let's get back to this gin thing. Yeah. Anyways, the, the, the 
book is called Make Me, and it's out from Simon and Schuster. I have nowhere, no idea what it's from. Out, what publishing company? <laughs> Valentine um, Books. Well, I thought about because I thought about like taking a vacation because um, at Harvard, um, they had a conversation with Lee Child, and um, Stephen King. It was Stephen King interviewing Lee Child at Har- at Harvard, and then he would. That that session included signed copies of the book. Whoa! From Lee Child. So wouldn't you like to love to hear Stephen King interviewing Lee Child about the book? But like they're careful to say only Lee Child will sign your book, only yeah. your Jack Reacher book that he wrote. Don't bring your pile of Stephen King books. <laughs> Don't go to any used bookstore and pick up needful things, <laughs> or Cujo, or you know any of the. Any any used bookstore. How many how many copies of the stand do you think exist? So many. I think I I think I own two or three of them. Yeah. I, we have a like a bookshelf in our like reception area at my office mm-hmm. that has a bunch of books. Presumably, like it's like a shared bookshelf, so you just help yourself to a book and read it mm-hmm. during your break or something. Yeah, yeah, like but a there are a bunch. Yeah, there are a bunch of Stephen King books there. You know, some of which I haven't read yet, so maybe they're good books. Maybe that'll be my new lunchtime reading. They're good books and they're easy to get into. Yeah, I just finished the uh, latest Harry Bosch book last night, and I was still awake, and I was like, it was, but it was after midnight, and I was like, I don't want to start a new book now because it's after midnight, you know. But I'm not asleep yet either. What do you do? What do you do? So I laid there and like thought thoughts, like a chump. Oh, that's the worst. I know. It's the absolute worst. I'm okay, like I'm trying to, to distract my brain with work. Okay, sorry. Episode three point oh four, the gin. People are getting a long episode this week of of Beard Brothers presents. Yeah. The blacklist bonus episode. Well, it's got to tide them over over the uh, mid uh, mid season break. I like how we're like we hit the hour long we the hour point and that's a long podcast for us. Yeah. Oh, well, we used to we used to podcast much longer. Yeah. Um. Okay. Episode three point oh four, the gin number forty three. Finally, a blacklister that actually seems like a blacklister. I can stop complaining about that now. I like the twist where the person we thought was the gin actually wasn't. Uh, too much preaching from Red about ho- how horrible the dad was. I hate it when shows do that. It's not enough to show that the Jin's father was so homophobic that he's turned his son into a girl. They then have to have Red give a little speech about it. Yeah. Uh, damn you, Pee Wee Herman, for turning out to be a traitor. How in the world is Dembe going to survive getting shot at point-blank range? Uh, love the monta- montage of uh, Tom working through the city as a con man. Oh, remember that when he was practicing the story? Yes, that that was probably one of the probably one of the best scenes this season. Um, poor cute waitress. She's so into Tom, but she's also so nice that she's willing to help him get back together with his true love. Yeah, she was. Because remember how she gave him her number? Yeah. Oh, I felt bad for like. Yeah. yeah. I should give Tom, her my number. Tom doesn't even see her. Mm-hmm. He's Caesar. He knows what he's doing when he plays women. When yeah. He, talks to women. he knows. Um, hmm, the rich kid Tom finally hooks up with the en- at the end seems interesting. I wonder where this will go. So, uh, next, moving on to episode 3.05, Ariok Kane, number 50. Which one was Ariok Kane? Uh, um, 
airplane fellow. Yes, the cryogenic guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we all, this is a good review. Um, yeah. We all knew Lizzie wasn't dead, so it seems stupid to try to fool the audience. Maybe if this was another major character, aside from her or Red, but the show would be over if either of them died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. At this point, do I even need to rant about the fact that Ariok Kane is not a blacklister? The original assassin, maybe. The guy who made custom guns, maybe. The guy who runs the underground hitman site, maybe. But definitely not the father of some teenage girl whose mom died a couple weeks ago. Yeah. This is, like, the classic condemnation. This this mm-hmm. episode of the concept. Yeah. They just do it because it's a cool name. That's yeah. what I've concluded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the coolest name of all the names that were mentioned. Yeah. Um... Speaking of that, the conclusion of this episode makes no sense. If Lizzie is dead, the bounty's paid, and her name comes off the Hitman website, so they announce to the world that she's dead. By the way, no payoff from Tom hearing the news that he, she's dead, which would have been a good dramatic storyline. But rather than wait, I agree. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. It should have had Tom think she was dead. Yeah. Uh, but rather than wait for her name to come off of the Hitman website, they track down the original girl, and then that's... And then let's look at it from the girl's perspective. She believes this international spy-slash-terrorist killed her mom, and so she takes out a hit on her. That's reasonable. Uh, Then that international spy-slash-terrorist shows up at her house and says, No, I really didn't kill your mom. And the girl, so the girl just says, Okay. (laughs) Finally look at it from the dad's perspective. In the end, we see him and his daughter sitting on the couch. His daughter, uh, that he just found out, put out a hit on someone. Maybe I'm just a different kind of parent, but if one of my kids hired a hitman, they'd be at least crowded for a couple of weeks. No screen time for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Dembe is a badass. He's pretty much dead, and yet he still kicks butt. Where in the heck did he come from at the last minute, anyway? Sad to see Pee-wee go, but he deserved it. Oh, yeah, I remember they had that classic moment where they send the dead guy in on a golf cart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like Class- in... Um, classic classic. It's like in Roadhouse when Dalton from Roadhouse sends his car in empty. I haven't watched it. Oh, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I really like the storyline with Tom and the rich couple. Great payoff with the body in the trunk as Tom drags them deeper and deeper into a pretty yeah. dark place. Yeah. No, yeah, Aria not- Kane wasn't the flying around guy. This is the next one, Sir Crispin Crandall. Oh, yeah, Crispin Crandall was the flying around yeah. guy. So, episode 3.06, Sir Crispin Crandall, Crandall, number 86. How's your baby? Baby's good. She's squirming a little bit. Yeah. Uh, crazy old coot flying around the world at all times. <laughs> Did you guys see Contact? That had a character doing that. Did it? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, I remember that. Um, collecting in, in the movie, not the book. I haven't read the book. There's both a short story and a long, and Ooh. a novel. Oh, yeah. interesting. Very good. Very good. Okay. Good book. Anyway, they have this guy uh, collecting Stephen Hawking-like geniuses and freezing them. At least we're back to someone who is a legitimate blacklister. Yeah. Um, classic Red episode where the whole Blacklist criminal storyline is just a ruse for Red to get the thumbs so he can break into a safe so he can blackmail the director. Yeah. Um, By the way, I also love the fact that they were building a restaurant this whole time just because it was above the bank vault. 
I feel mm-hmm. bad for the inspector's girlfriend who will find out in the end that she doesn't get a restaurant. Or maybe Red's just so full of generosity he'll pay for the restaurant to get completed. Give her the restaurant, I but think she'll he be will. At it. I think he will. Yeah. Then they'll owe him and shit. Yeah. Like, now he's got a new... Because he already burnt one restaurant this season. Like, his connection to the... Remember? Um, yeah. He already wasted one of his restaurants, so now he's got to have another... He's got another. have another and This restaurant. one has a tunnel to a safe deposit box. Mm-hmm. Well, Who knows a tunnel out of the place. Yeah. yeah. This is perfect. Um, best part of the episode, again, was the Tom storyline. The, the short guy running the Fight Club was a great character. I wish there had been more of him. Yeah, what if he was a blacklister? Oh, man. I felt so bad for Tom when he had to kill the rich kid. Finally, the part where Tom told Karakurt's men exactly what he was going to do felt great. I love when someone does that and then successfully carries it out. Kind of like yeah. Babe Ruth's mythical called home run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, episode 3.07. Zal Ben Hassan, number 31. Another legitimate blacklister, a terrorist with a hidden identity. Great storyline with Samar's brother ending up being the terrorist. I didn't see it coming at first, so I liked the twist. Yeah, I, gl- I, I really liked that twist. Uh, I was glad to see her turn him over to be killed at the end. It's, it was a good move for her character. Um, yeah. On the other hand, I didn't like the sex scene with her and Wrestler. Uh, not that I have anything against sex scenes, with, including Samar, but I felt so bad for Aram. You know, both her and Wrestler were thinking about other people the whole time. I went on a date like that once, where we both wanted to be with the other people, and we both knew it, so the whole thing was awkward. Hey, Bricktails, did you at least get some? Don't answer that, because it sounds like you have kids now. (laughs) Actually, do answer that. We won't tell anybody. We'll just read it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, We finally got to see the Tom vs. Wrestler fight we've been waiting for almost. Too bad it was broken up. Poor Garden Gnome. Yeah. That was that, That's still one of my favorites, mm-hmm. kicking the garden gnome. Uh, a couple of final thoughts. So this is rounding up the email. Is the FBI's team still based out of the post office? I was originally set up as a black site to keep Red prisoner and then later to hide the fact that they were working with Red. Now that it's all out in the open. Well, I wouldn't say it's out in the open. I would say more people know about it, but I wouldn't say it's out in the open. So he goes, now that it's all out in the open and Red is a fugitive of a fugitive again should the team be back working at FBI headquarters like I said I don't think this team is I don't think this is still out in the open I think I don't think people knew that Red was uh, yeah, working with I the FBI I don't know if it's completely on the books mm-hmm. I wasted good like covert team yeah also I want to get I want to get my hands on some of these books where like we have untraceable funds yeah just give me a job like where I just sit here and podcast. Yeah. And instead yeah, of podcast, don't podcast. Or you can be the troll farmer. You can podcast about like fake events. I'll be like, did you see that episode of a show that doesn't exist last night? Or like, or I can be like Glenn from Walking Dead died. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, okay, so back to the email. At a couple points over these episodes, they've been taping pictures of the blacklisters to a wall like Lizzie did back in season one. I hope that there will be a point like that where wrestler, or more likely a ROM, uh, realize, r- realizes that there's a connection between all of them that leads us to some further overall plotline, like the connection between all of the season one villains led us to Berlin. 
Yeah, and, you know, they know that wrestlers, they're figuring out that wrestlers' game is to exonerate Lizzie. Yeah. So, you'd think Reds. that they'd start looking for those clues. Yeah. Uh, and they says, okay, and with that, I've got to close. I'm sorry for the length of this epic email. Imagine it broken up over seven different podcasts, and it would be more reasonable. Signed, Bricktails slash Bruce. Hey, Levi. Le- Thank you. <laughs> Good job. Hey, Levi. He says, imagine it broken up over seven different podcasts. We don't have to imagine. We can go right now and re-record the last seven podcasts. Let's just go and do that right now. Okay, ready? Hello, and welcome to... to- Bjork, Bjork Brothers, Brothers presents, presents The Blacklist. This is episode one of season, season three. Season three. This one is called The Troll Farmer. The oh, Troll Farmer. Levi, wonder what's going to happen this crazy. season. Crazy. Okay, first of all, first of all, the troll, isn't that really interesting how he like, uh, okay, the bit's coming to an end. <laughs> yes. I was wondering how committed we were going to be to the bit. I was almost going to pull out my, like, I have my notebook right here, but, like, this this notebook here, Levi, contains my notes for all of the fall TV that I watch. So every For every show that you podcast about? Yeah. And it's full now. Wow. I've started writing on the back sides of pages now. But, oh. you, need, you need a new you need a new Nate list. Yeah, a new Bjork list. Bjork list. Yeah, like I label them all. So like this is. Yeah, you know. Can you make sense of it anymore? Well, yeah. I'd label if you were to look at an old episode, do you have like random one word things written down? Uh, name an episode. Uh, Blacklist, season three, episode two. Okay. How? Oh, I heard you say Game of Thrones, season five, episode seven, The Gift. The um, Gift. John took those loyal to him north, and then Amon died. And then Sparrow and Olena, remember when the Sparrow and Olena had that conversation like, we're old. Remember that? We're old. You yeah. Remember that? And then, Little uh. Freak joints. I know stuff. I know stuff, too. How come Jamie gets a fancier cell than Braun and uh, the snakes? What gives with that when they're down? Well, uh, he's well, uh, the last. Uh, um, oh, man, I'm getting excited. Do you see that Jorah they... doesn't kill anyone. I don't know what that is in reference to. Did you see Did you see that they released a poster of... For the next season of Game of Thrones, and it has Jon Snow on the cover. Shut with up! Blood. Shut I'm up! I'm not even. I'm not even lying. Shut up! They released a poster, and it has yes, Jon Snow. We on the all cover know he's coming back, but don't say it out loud. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. I just said they really. I was okay. stating a fact. They did a poster. In fact, I was a little irritated because I actually think he's coming back, but I think it's still a little spoilery to like. It's hugely spoilery. So good job talking about it. Uh, it's a, I'm talking about it. I'm talking. This is this is talking about the biz. This isn't talking about the internal story. <laughs> the biz. The biz. The HBO biz. HBO marketing biz. Yep. I'm in the biz, so I know. Levi's in the biz. It's true. The Levi. Biz. Levi works in the HBO marketing department. We should have probably brought that up, like full disclosure. Yeah, I work for HBO. This is all like, this is all an advertising. 
thing. It's well, this we're official waiting for HBO a of... podcast, which is cool. HBO is spending way too much money for On our, the for our listenership. Yeah. Um, uh, but but we're kind of hidden in the budget, so we haven't been cut yet. We're hoping to squeak another episode. <laughs> Another season or two before they realize how much money they're spending on this and how little return they're getting. Right, exactly. On this on this, on this grassroots podcast that they they created. If I had, could do it over again, I would keep us off the radar until we were established with our rhythm. Because Bjork Brothers, our first podcast was our was hugely successful in terms of downloads. Um, because it was reviewed yeah. by a Game of Thrones website. But yeah, it was our we, first podcast. We effed up the rollout. We really. I said cunt in the very first episode. In the first, like, sentence. Yeah. In the fir- within the first five minutes. Yeah. That's my, that's on me. I'm t- I'll take ex- I'll take. Those ex- are the lost episodes, though. I do, been, those no longer pulled. exist. Yeah, so. they've been pulled the first, like, five episodes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the rollout was uh, a little rough. A little but we rough. We got like, yeah, that first the first podcast was. I was like, how did we have like 400 downloads in the first for the first podcast episode? People were with people, there was an appetite. People wanted it. Yeah, and we were the first one. We were the first. We were the first podcast about the show. Yeah. Um, and then uh, people were like they don't really know what they're talking about. They did no preparation. It seems like they did absolutely no preparation for this podcast. We were like, what about this guy? Who, who's Peter D- What's his name? Peter Dinklage. Oh, yeah, he's an elf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, people got so upset because people they got thought we so were upset because they thought Peter we were Dinklage. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Uh, if you want to be like Brick Tales and send us an email, send it to bjorkbrothers at gmail dot com. Although um, it won't be, it won't appear on our podcast until you know whenever the next episode is, which is yeah. months from now. Well, that'll give you at time least to think, weeks from now. Think about what but, you, you did. know. Yeah, after your next. Think about what you did. Next, if you're so, are you sorry? You know, sorry. Uh, unless you're listening to this like in anticipation for the second half of the season in which case well, this is a great episode actually for reviewing the first half of the season I will go and say I do look at the stats every week and we do get people who will like we get one or two a week who will download the very first episode like who will just start listening so hello people in the future hello people in the future wasn't it what's 2016 holy, like how, how crazy that um, that happened in the election. Can you believe that that person won? Bernie he, Sanders. He or she is Donald our current Trump. president of the United States. Which, oh, but can you believe that the United States became not a country anymore and now we're part of the northern conglomerate? I, I can't wait to visit our 51st state, Puerto Rico. Yes. Boy, it's inspiring how they finally got statehood. They finally got statehood. Last year we in can't... 2016. Yep. And you know what? Fingers crossed for um the other one that starts with a C. Uh, not Puerto Rico, but Costa Rica. Is that a, one of ours? 
Uh, they're not fun. <laughs> that's not a, that's not part of the U.S. That's a different country. No, they, that's a country. Costa Rica. Okay, I thought Puerto Rico and Costa Rica were like similar, like little buddies. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> this is why other countries hate us. Okay, okay. They're both Rico, Rica. You know, you know, eh. like pretty or something. <laughs> Uncle Rico from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. All right. You know, like Guatemala. Yeah. Right? That's a state. <laughs> no, but seriously, congratulations to Puerto Rico if you're listening to this in the congratulations future. Congratulations, Puerto Rico. Um, do we collect taxes from them? Yeah. I, so maybe. why don't they want to become a state? Because then they can get they representation. They, they do want to, I think they do want no, to No, they're the ones who choose it, right? I heard that they. I thought they were the ones who would choose it. I think some people, some of them want to become a state. Some of them definitely want to become a state. I don't then know you anything. Get representation in the thing. I don't. I don't know anything about it. I honestly don't know yeah, anything me about it. But we have a freaking. They're like a colony. Mm-hmm. We have a colony still. Well, we have some colonies, right? We have more than just Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah, there's like the American Virgin Islands, which we have aren't. Those. Tech, um. Uh, we have probably other things. New Hampshire. Someday they'll become a state. Hopefully they'll yeah. choose to. Yeah, New um, Hampshire. They, all, they, but they, they, in they all seriousness, DC. Like in all in all seriousness, DC should probably like. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I'm not really smart, but like, shouldn't DC also try to become a state? Well, yeah, I think the people in DC would would like to be to have a seat at the table because you know right although now, here's the thing everyone who lives in dc works for the government anyway oh not everybody okay fine the people some of them some of them work in in like jobs that benefit the people who work for government or like teach the kids of the people who work for government or serve gas to the people who work for government yeah or give them good food Quali- a quality, food. a quality Big Mac at a reasonable price. Yes. No one's going to sniff at a quality Big Mac at a reasonable. I'm not price. sniffing at a quality Big Mac. I'd like a quality Big Mac. Are you fucking kidding me? I love a Big Mac. Yeah. More well, of a quarter pounder guy myself, but I, I don't mind yourself. a Big Mac. Big Mac. Just saying, I'm a quarter pounder guy. Oh, you're an idiot, Big Mac. You get I, the, I know. It's Big small. Mac's you good. get two patties. They're smaller. You get the special sauce. You get the little lettuces. Little little extra bread in the middle. Yeah, and extra the, bread in the, the middle. The bread doesn't dry it out, which you would yeah. think it might, but it doesn't. Yeah, well, it soaks up the grease, so it's kind of nice. You got that? Um, yeah. I, I had the now, big, okay, next time I'll get a big Mac. Big Mac. I had the Big King, and uh, recent once recently, almost as good as a Big Mac. Yeah. It's their version of it. Have you heard about the um? The, the publicity stunt that Big Mac or that Bur- Burger were, King did this. They yeah, they tried, tried to, to get do it like half and half. Yeah, but they made it where it was a McWhopper. So they're like, and I think they're just trying to prove that their Whopper patty is bigger than a Big Mac patty. Oh, yeah. They, they, there's always some end game. Yeah, that was it. But it's like, it's a different sandwich, you idiot. Of course, the Whopper yeah. patty is bigger than a Big Mac patty because you get two patties and you get some more shit in it. You're like, uh, to all beef special patties, sauce. special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun with the with the Big Mac. You know what I often get when I go to McDonald's to to appease my guilt. 
Hmm. I get the I get the Mc Mc McFish. What's it called? The Mc the the Mc the fish whatever it's called. That only that only comes out during Lent down here in the United States. Are you serious? No, they always have that. That's always on the map. No, No, you're lying. Nope. Really? Yeah. Oh man. But then they have like deals where like you can get like it's like it's like um make a rib, where it's like. They know that it's not a sustainable part of the like menu that would like people would yeah. buy every day, but they're like, if Make we it put it out food. once in a while, people are gonna eat up this fucking just dis- dis- disgusting McRib. There was some sort of economist that wrote a lengthy blog post with this theory that this is them doing like like um, they're gaming the market. Like every time, like the McRib coincides with when pork prices are at their lowest. Interesting. So, when pork prices are low, they buy up a bunch of pork to do a run of the McRib. So, I you're saying that the McRib is actually made out of pork. That's That blows my mind. Right? Um, Real I, pork. I thought it was people, but... Yeah. I do like... Um, I've only had the McRib, like, once or twice. I like the I like how it's simple. It's just the McRib with fucking barbecue sauce and some pickles. It, it does have some onions in there too. Does it? I feel like there's some onions on there. But it. But it is simple. I the pro, here's the problem with the McRib, and also the Big Mac is everyone knows that fast food is made for drive-throughs, and you can't clamshell a sandwich while you're driving. You know. Yeah, and so McDonald's makes puts their best burgers in a fucking clamshell, and you can't eat that while you're driving. Burger King will take the Big King, which is essentially the Big Mac, and they'll wrap it in a paper so you can do the eat while you drive. You do the half, yeah, yeah. You unwrap half, yeah. Yeah, that's in one case where also their satis fries are okay for yeah. Burger King. Oh, I'm talking way too much about fast food. Yeah, I really just want to drive. You to get McDonald's. poutine at McDonald's up there, don't you? You do. Oh, would you, you like to poutine your fries? Yes. Would I? I would like to poutine all over those things. <laughs> this has been Bjork Brothers present the Blacklist. That's Thank Levi. you for listening. I'm Nate. That's Nate. And that's Millie sleeping on Levi. Yep. Good night, Levi. Night, Nate. Good. <laughs> so fragile it seems it's warmer and warmer and things have gone from strange to extreme Already done
Listen up. I was stomping around with my giant carbon footprint. But now I got it so tiny you really gotta squint. I learned there was a lot I can do. Recycling, self-reliance, energy conservation no matter how small. I even planted a tree. Now it's 12 feet tall. Season pretty well, good, I think. Good email for Brick Tales. Yeah. Woo. Brick Tales did a good job. Woo. Yeah.